Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. Thanks for joining me yet again. This has been an exciting week. Just because I'm feeling revitalized by the whole New Year thing, even though I'm exhausted, I have some plans for what I hope to accomplish this year, and I've been trying to kind of gain a different perspective on how I view uh, moving forward and continuing to improve myself and I want to just uh, yeah continue to view the world in health in a healthier and healthier way and give myself enough of a push but enough of a break you know the never-ending balancing act of being a human so I'm gonna just cut right to things today I am very excited to introduce all of you to Lindsay she's actually a co-host of the podcast momgasm which is a hilarious hilarious podcast and also a very informative one it's something that helps you know women especially feel more comfortable with talking about things especially mothers talk about sexual stuff and enjoying themselves in that way even after you become a mom and there's that whole stigma around being a mom makes you unsexy so uh they're doing really great work in uh, breaking that stigma and they're hilarious and outrageous um if you haven't listened to it (laughs) you really gotta check it out uh be prepared to have some awkward things brought up i think that's really important we've got to talk about those awkward things because you know they're awkward because we have all of this this like weight placed on it and if we talk about it more then it's going to become less awkward it's going to lose its power over us so I think that's really important and of course that's why I do optimistically depressed so um anyway there are some fellow podcasters Lindsay has an incredible story and she's so funny and really easy to talk to She's just one of those people that you can sit down with her and you have a very natural conversation. You feel very comfortable and very open and kind of ready to talk about anything. And that's definitely how she is. And I really enjoyed my time with her. I really enjoyed talking with her and I'm hoping to have her back. So uh, I'm just going to, yeah, cut right to it. All of you enjoy this. And thank you again. I just want to thank you again so much for listening to my podcast I really appreciate it. And uh, and if you're hoping to help me out in any way, one really great way that you can do that is either by reviewing my podcast online. You can do that like on Google or iTunes or my webpage, and, uh, which is optimisticallydepressed.com. Um, you can also subscribe to my podcast or tell a friend. If you know anyone that you think would really be interested in this or this could maybe help out, then, um, which I think that could be anyone but uh yeah let them know I really appreciate it but yes thank you for taking the time to listen to this I love all of you and welcome to the conversation I could like give that to you. You did. You gave that to me. That was really nice. My God. We're here. We're here. It's snowing out. It is. Fuck. (laughs) Remember how I was like, oh, I don't have to curse. I cannot do that. And I'm like, oh God, we're like 30 seconds in and I'm already, (laughs) already dropping the F-bomb. Yeah. Just getting insane. Jesus. That's cool. That's fine. I'm not here for snow. I'm, I'm one of those people that if, if and when the time is right, I will have a life that I can leave when the snow starts. Okay. Right. Oh, wow. And Mark's nodding his head mm-hmm. as if he agrees. See, I feel like we're on the same page there, Mark. We're just like, oh. <laughs> I love it when when Mark mimes. <laughs> M- miming Mark. <laughs> like, no, we're, okay. not, we're not recording my show right now. <laughs> I'm going to take away his miming rights pretty oh, soon. God. I like the snow. Really? Yeah, usually. Usually? Yeah. yeah, usually I like it. When do you not like it? I don't like it when I get stuck in it. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. So, yeah, that has happened a couple times. I had the kids in the car. They were young, and oh, no. that was just really stressful. And I was like, you know what? Not digging this. But once I got home, 
It was mm. like, oh yeah, I love this. I love just sitting. Sit, I like, I'm not one to really be crazy about going out and playing in it. Mm. I like to sit inside, drink something hot and watch the snow. So you like the mood that the snow I kind of love the mood. provides. Yeah. And everything's so bright and crisp and it's like, it's quiet. Yeah. I really like that. And I used to be into like outdoor stuff. Uh, I used to do a lot of cross country skiing and snowmobiling, Fun. GTing. Man, you're badass. Yeah, we used to. I bad. Yeah, you know what? I'll take that. <laughs> I we used to we used to tie a GT up behind the snowmobile. Oh my goodness. We we call it skidooing because we were from Magnetowan, so oh we didn't realize God. that that was the brand. It was, you just went skidooing. And we would tie GTA to the back of it. And then just like I and, and I was always the one on the GT. Amazingly, no. I once did a 360 flip. <sighs> roll like roll and survived. I was like, I remember landing and being like, I felt the ground on my head. Meh, <laughs> 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 I, I survived. I love the moments like those kind of. I mean, they're not really near-death experiences, but as a kid, you kind of feel like they're near-death experiences. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like you, the impact happens and mm-hmm. you have that moment of shock of like, am I still here? <laughs> yes. Am I alive? <laughs> Can I move things? <laughs> oh, we're good. Oh, we're good. That was a close one. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Let's, Let's do, do it again. again. <laughs> 100%. <Yes. clears throat> oh my gosh. That's yeah. so funny. Oh my God. So, yeah, I don't do that so much anymore. I've become more aware of my own mortality. That's fair. I feel like that just comes with age. Yeah. That's, I kind of wish it didn't. I know, because there's still so many fun things to do. There is. But you have to (laughs) believe that you won't die in order to do them or not care. I feel like in order to do them successfully, that is like a a very important thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if I believe I won't die, I'm good. Yeah. The moment I think I might, game over. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to die. I used to do like, you know, just like small scale, like cliff jumping, you know, into like water mm. and like jump off of bridges and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I had Zoe. And then I was like, no, I might die. Like, yeah. I'm not doing that. She needs me. So that was pretty much where all that stopped. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely feel that I think about my own mortality a lot more often now that I've had kids yeah which is funny because it's like for me it's been my mortality has been something that's been like an overshadow for my entire life like yeah. it was the whole oh you're gonna you were supposed to die when you were this age and this age and this age and I'm like oh and I used to live in fear of that and then eventually I got to a point where I was like well whatever it's fine. It's going to happen at some point to anyone and everybody. And then I had kids and I'm like, I'll find myself just thinking about it. Where I'm like, huh, what's that going to be like for them? Yeah. And how are they going to handle that? Yeah. And what would, what, what will that feel like? Which is a strange thought. It's really weird. I'll just like, I'll be, I'll be sitting around sipping tea or watching them play. And I'm like, oh, so when I die, what's that going to be like? <laughs> <laughs> It's too early for this, Lindsay. No, it's not. <laughs> it's never, it is in never. In the morning. It is never too, it's never uh, too never early, too early. To, to discuss death. No. I actually, no, I think about that too. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, Often. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I'm kind of like, I don't know if I can handle it right now. It's fu- It's it's funny. I'm, I am weirdly okay about the whole idea of dying at this point. I'm kind of like... I've done good stuff. I made two awesome kids. Like I'm, I'm really pretty pleased with the things that I've accomplished at this point in my life. Would I like to keep going? 100% yes. However, uh, I wouldn't, I, I'm not afraid of it anymore. I don't think. Okay. That being said, nobody's allowed to die before me. (laughs) No. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Mm. Mm -mm. No. Dibs. (laughs) which is funny because i've actually had this conversation with my husband i'm like by the way i hope you know i go first this is the rule this is the rule don't don't mess this up for me so if you see that light run away from it don't go anywhere near it come come back remember 
remember yeah. what you promised me. Remember what you promised me. I think I think his response though has has been uh, I can't exactly promise that because <laughs> I don't necessarily have control over this, but I'll try for you, babe. <laughs> Better. <laughs> yeah, I I've actually done the same thing. I've actually called dibs on dying first yes. too, and yeah, I've done the same thing to Sean, and he's just kind of like, okay, <laughs> cool, okay, great. Oh <laughs> so, um, it's so much easier though. I I mean, I imagine. I've not died before, so you know what, me neither. I don't know. Yeah, but I imagine that it's like so much easier to to not have to deal with all of the grief of somebody that you love so dearly dying. Yeah, versus just being the one that's like, peace out, I'm done now. Thanks. Yeah. Here's all my memories. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 out, I'm out. I know. I thought about that too, and it is like because like I've had a couple people die now that have been close to me, and mm. it's um yeah, and I'm just kind of like. I don't feel sorry for them. Nope. Because they don't have to deal with this anymore. Yep. I have to deal with this now. <laughs> like, and without them. And I have to go through, like, I'm just not just me. Like, all these people now have to go through the pain of trying to, to try to figure out how to live without mm. them in their lives. Like, yeah. I love that I just came in real heavy and hard super early. Yeah. <laughs> just talk about mortality and death at like 1030 in the morning. Right. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is what I do. But this is the stuff that I, I love. Like I'm very much one of those people that likes to have the deeper conversations and the interesting things, which is why I was like, oh, let's do a show together. Yeah. Right? I love that. So yes, Lindsay. Oh, by the way, I'm talking to Lindsay here. Oh, ha, surprise. <laughs> surprise. Surprise. I'm going to do an, an intro so people will know anyway. Great. And so Lindsay is a co-host of the podcast Momgasm. And I've, so I, I saw your live show. Yeah, you saw the baby live. You saw the the twenty minute hot and heavy that we did. Tw- it was it was hot and heavy, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, we made some people walk out. Actually, yeah. I didn't notice people walking yeah, out. There was uh, there was a couple older uh, individuals that had come in and were like, oh no, and turned around and left. Which was, <laughs> You're welcome. We can do we we can say we can say the words of what you did. Oh, my strap on our strap on situation. Yeah. So they had strap ons. We had a 10 inch strap on. That's what and I it, was wearing. It was very large. It was large and in charge. Much like me. <laughs> Felt like it was so a good perfect. it was a good like embodiment of my personality in a penis. There you go. It was great. It was very veiny. It was except for the veins. <laughs> like maybe <laughs> Maybe and not the flesh toned. It, it was, was veiny and flesh toned. It was. It was delightful. Yeah, oh, that's. It's fun because it's now mine forever. And I. Do, oh my god. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that I posted this, but my four year old daughter found it. No, oh, I didn't see yeah, that. She did. And it's funny because a lot of like, in with the podcast, which is all about like sensuality and pleasure and motherhood and just with my philosophy when it comes to all things sensuality and sexuality like she's found toys before and it's not really a big deal like we kind of leave them out and around and so we can have casual conversations about them but I don't have very many like phallic looking things like nothing that (laughs) (laughs) nothing that that you you look at it and you're like oh I know what that is yeah so So that was like, it was the one thing that I was like, oh, this, this one I kind of want to maybe keep hidden because it, it could be a bit jarring or shocking. <laughs> yeah. No, she found it. She found, she found it. And it was one of, honestly, it's probably one of my favorite conversations that we have ever had because her first, re- her initial reaction was like, whoa, <laughs> mommy, is that a penis? I was like, well, yeah, baby. It, yeah, it is. Like, good good job. She's like, whose is it? Yeah. And I was like, well, it's mine. She's like, well, well, it's not a real penis, though, because real ones aren't that big. And so I, resp- I responded and I was like, well, actually, they can come in lots of different shapes and sizes, just like bodies do. And she's like, oh, OK, cool. And then, like, that was it. And, and that then was when, it. It was it. And then when Jeff came home that day, he was like, she's like, hey, dad. Do you know that mom is a penis? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I do. That was it. And it's like not come up in conversation again since. And she's just like, yeah, it's cool. Because it's just normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Amazing. 
you handled that so beautifully. <laughs> Thank you. I think because there's so many different ways to handle that situation. Mm. And once you bring shame into it, then the kids are going to be like, oh, this isn't this is something I need to be shamed about. Which, exactly. Yeah. I'm very much working on making that not happen in my yeah. household as well. And I, I find like one <clears> of the areas that I personally slip into is I want to give too much information. Mm. Like this is what it's for and this is what you can do. And this is all of the things. And I'm like, no, just answer the question. You don't need to give more. <laughs> right. If they okay. Wa- yeah. If they want more, they'll ask more. Right. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good and fair. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Someday she's going to ask me what we use this for, <laughs> which I, thankfully I can say like for live shows, babe, that one's not, that one's not for, no, that one's not for play. Well, <laughs> well, oh, it, <laughs> <laughs> not in the, not in the sense that strap-ins are often used for play like it's it's a if if you've listened to the show at all there's I talk about it for a long time where I'm like I've had this fantasy if I just want to wear like a big old dick and walk around the house and be like yeah I'm in my prime like I, I got this <laughs> and so like that I guess is play in some sense but it's not 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 what many strap-ons are used for <laughs> right that's not usually what they're well I mean who knows I'm sure they're used for many things they're probably used for so many things oh my god just I love this this is what I get to discover with what I do with my life these days (laughs) it's amazing it's pretty fun it's pretty fun yeah I've got some respect for what you're doing oh thanks I got respect for what you're doing too so oh thanks freaking great look at us right just look at us oh nobody can actually do that mark look at us (laughs) right appreciate this we'll look at each other too bask in this glory bask in this glory oh yeah so you wait hold on there was something that you said earlier that i want to go back to okay you were talking about how death was something that was like you should have died here and here and here yeah. what is that about i thought i just like casually throw that out. Like, i know oh. you're just like hey yeah this is part whatever. of my whatever nobody's gonna be shocked by this no I'm like i'm supposed to be dead what of it yeah. what of it <laughs> uh yeah so i was born with a congenital heart defect okay. um and it was like around the time when they couldn't, they, it was very rare for them to know beforehand. So nowadays they have a lot more technology. They can do all of the scans and they can usually figure out if there's going to be an issue or what that issue is. And then they'll have like pre-op ideas well before you're even born. Not the case when uh, I was I was born. So they had no idea. I was born and then within three hours I turned completely blue. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was not, not ideal. No. So I was born with, um, Tetralogy of Fellow, uh, with pulmonary atresia. Essentially four main defects. Um, I'm like, help me fill in the blanks if I miss anything here. But essentially I had a giant, <laughs> I had a giant hole between my two main chambers. Okay. So a uh, ventral septal defect. And then my aorta is slightly displaced. Like it, it's not where it should be. It's not where it, belongs uh and then there was left wall hypertension because it's working so hard to try and get all of the poorly oxygenated oxygenated blood where it needs to go and then i had a few valves missing as well and then my pulmonary arteries were the size of a hair when i was born so they've had to reconstruct them twice oh my gosh twice yeah when was that when did they do the reconstructing so my first surgery um and again like the their approach to the way that they do surgery now is a lot better so back then when i was born the kind of protocol was within i think it was i was three months old for my first surgery where they went and they put in um a a shunt so they put in a shunt and then at hold on i'm lying Three days old was my first surgery. Three months old was my first open heart surgery. Wow. Yeah. And then I had another one, um, I think, within my first year. And then I had a third one, I think, around the time that I was like four and a half, five. And then my last surgery, I was 18. Wow. Yeah. How many? Do you remember the one from when you were four and a half or five? I I don't. And I've recently this is kind of like why i i mean i have a plethora of things that we could have talked about right but one of the reasons that this was on my mind is because recently i went through and i dug out all of my mom's old journals oh so she wrote journals to me while we were going through the process i was going back and i was looking at my mom's journals because i couldn't remember the open heart surgery from when i was a kid and i was like i feel like 
I should be able to remember. And I, I wanted to know what age I was because I was curious if I had dissociated and yeah. kind of just like blocked it from my brain because trauma. Right. And so I know the last entry that's in the journal, I was just turning four and she was, she's talking about how, um, kind of a lot of like, I'm at peace with the fact that you might not make it to your fifth birthday and all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Um, and then she's talking about how we know that you have another surgery coming up. Uh, and we're so happy that you made it to four. It's looking like it's probably going to be in the next like six months or so. So I know it was sometime around like four and a half to five ish. I haven't asked, I don't know why I haven't asked my parents this. Um, but I think for them too, a lot of it's a little bit gray area at this point. Cause it's when you're in it, you're in it. Like you, yeah. You can't always be 100% present. Yeah. Um, and again, it's it's like one of those things where it's you're in survival mode. Like you're doing what you need to do to just get through it and get to the next thing and get to the next day. And it's been really interesting to kind of actively work on reflecting back and seeing if I can kind of bring some of those memories back and like heal some of the trauma that I've experienced. Yeah. Which is wild but what's really interesting is I'm not done with surgeries like I'll need more at some point so why so one of the things that they did so when I was 18 they put in uh, a valve and it's a partially mechanical part pig valve so I've got a little like hybrid situation going on which is pretty cool wow um but valves are only good for anywhere from eight to they said eight to ten years but I'm going on like 12 years right now Oh, whoa. Okay. So, fuck. Hold it still keeps going because I really don't want to do that again. Um, yeah. So, at some point, at some point, I will have to, I will have to get, like, ripped open again. Oh, my gosh. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is part of the reason that it's been, like, fresh on my mind lately because it's, it's now the shifting in conversation of it's not just me anymore. Like, yes, yeah. my parents were involved with everything up until that point, but it's no longer just affecting me because I now have kids. Yeah. I now have kids. I now have a husband. Mm-hmm. And what is that going to be like for not only me in having these other people in my sphere to not necessarily worry about, but to, to think about? Yeah. And then what is the experience going to be like for them and how can I, whenever the time comes, make it not so traumatic for them and so they are informed rather than like oh this is just gonna happen right right so then do your kids know about it right now um yes and no I don't like they don't really know much about my history they know that I've had surgeries they know that I've had um that I've got a special heart which we call it oh because my daughter was actually born with a hole in her heart oh whoa oh my gosh so what's really funny though is I we knew it was a possibility with any kids that I would have because it is a, a genetic hereditary thing or they think they're like we're not entirely sure but it trend seems to happen okay and so um they didn't catch it on any ultrasounds with either of the kids but when my first was born she had a murmur and what's really funny is they were I could tell that something was up because they were kind of like whispering amongst themselves and yeah. They looked, they had this like air of concern about them. Yeah. And, and, uh, I was like, all right, like what's like, what's up, what's going on? They're like, well, we don't want to alarm you, but we just, we really need to let you know that like, we're hearing a murmur. I was like, oh, is that it? Oh, we're cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cool. Okay. So, and then they were like, uh, Well, that's when they, they were like, oh, right. You have a history of all of this stuff. So you're like, this isn't this is new for new you. And this is. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the part yeah. of that scariness is kind of like the mystery is, is yeah. not there. I was like, oh, that's it. We're good. That's fine. I was like, she might never need anything for that. Like she could go on and live a happy life and never need any sort of operation or anything. She just gets monitored every couple of years, which is. And that's the case. Cool. Yeah. That's so far so good. So far so good. Oh, good one. And she's four. 
Is that right? Is yeah. She four? So she's she's four and a half now. Which four is pretty, and a half. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. And she's like, you would never know. Like it doesn't affect her at, in any way, shape, or form. She's totally asymptomatic, other than her heart sounds super squishy and cool. Cool, <laughs> squishy heart. Yeah. Yeah. So I was. I mean, when I was young. A lot of the times that I had like almost passed away. Originally, the initial prognosis they were like she might not live until she's, she might not make it through the year, but it would be um, optimistic to think that she would live past three. And um, wow, still here, going on thirty. And you're just like, <laughs> no, I am thirty. I am thirty. You are. <laughs> I I have been thirty since April. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so strange to think that my first eight month of eight months of my life I was in the hospital. Like, I didn't go home for eight months. You didn't go home for eight months? Yeah. Uh, there, I bet I bet there's so many psychological studies that could be oh. done on this, slash have been done on this. I don't know if they have been, but I'm sure they could be, and probably should be. Probably. Like how, Look into that a little. How messed up is Lindsay? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love the laugh. Like, oh, whatever. Whatever. Adds so, character. <laughs> yep. That's such a great way of putting it. Well, it does. Lots of character. Oh, yeah. Does heart stuff, I mean, how does heart stuff tie into mental health? Well, a whole lot of trauma yes. involved. in. I mean, the whole medical system, at least in my experience, um, there's a real lack of consent, which is a big problem. What do you mean? Um, there, when you're a kid in the hospital, nobody's asking you. They're mm-hmm. asking your parents. They're talking to your like I didn't know. I was so disconnected from everything because a nobody was talking to me or asking me or or checking in with me if I wanted to know more or um, anything like that. It was just. We're going to touch her now. We're going to do this to her now. We have to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a real, like, lack of consent um, and autonomy in Mm -hmm. that environment and situation, which causes a whole lot of brain problems. (laughs) Brain brain problems. (laughs) Brain, Brain, yeah. Like, (laughs) just, just stories that around, like, my, I don't have the right to say yes or no to something. Like, it's not my, it's not on me. Um, it how, ha- yeah. How does that play into your life now? Um, less, less so now. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of, lot of um, reprogramming that had to happen. Yeah. But for a really long time, like, my, two of my big stories that I had were I'm broken. Like, I'm, I'm broken and therefore I'm not worthy. Right. And um, a real habit of kind of disassociating from my condition and only using it as a crutch to not do something and I was like I can't there's no point in doing something or dreaming about things because I'm probably gonna fucking die anyway and um and then leaning on it and saying oh well I can't do that because I have this if something was hard so it was like this weird cop-out where it's like it doesn't exist and then it does just to keep me small because I just didn't have that worth piece And then um, a lot of living that, like, I can't narrative. Like, I can't do this because I have this. I can't do this because I'm not worthy of this. I can't do this because I'm going to die anyway. So what's the point? Right. And um, that, like, lack of knowing how to voice what I want or recognizing that I have a choice in my life or that I have an active role in my life, no matter how long it is. So that was kind of what I was living with for a really long time, probably until I was like eight, eight, 18 is kind of when it started to shift, probably post, um, surgery, like post my, my last surgery, I was in a really, really horrible place. Um, and I started to recognize that my lack of self-worth and my lack of identity was, um, and allowing my condition to define me and like that be my only like, oh, I'm just the, the chick with the heart problem. I'm just like the broken girl who can't provide any worth to anyone. That was putting me in some terrible situations. Like I was a people pleaser. Mm. Oh, my God. Such a people pleaser when it came to um, 
anyone that I felt I valued, not to my parents as the black sheep of the family there, because I'm like, rebel, rebel against everything. <laughs> Still doing that real hard. <laughs> you don't say. Dad, dad, dad was a minister for years and now I, years and now I have a sex podcast, so. How, whoa, whoa, you know? okay. <laughs> so now we're going to, okay, mark that. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. We're going back to that. Put a pin in that. Um, yeah, so I I realized there was there was a pivotal pivotal point in my life. There was a few moments where I was in a really sticky situation and I was kind of met with the the opportunity to evaluate my life choices up to that point. Yeah. And how it was serving me. And so one for me that was like a glaringly obvious one for me was my best friend at the time. Best friend, best friend at the time, um, was seeing this person and, uh, we were, I think we were like 19, fresh 19 and like going, going to the clubs, drinking her faces off, doing the thing you do, uh, that you probably shouldn't do when you have a heart condition, but that's super cool. That's neither here nor there. Super cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we, there was this night where, um, she wanted to go out. We had gone out the night before and I was like, I don't have money. I don't really want to go. And it's like, my intuition was very like, don't go. This is a bad idea. Don't do it. Yeah. And I kind of like shoved that down because I got the whole like, oh, but please, like, it's going to be fun. And I was very much like, I'll do anything for you. I like just need your. Yeah. Yeah. I can so relate to that. I bow to you. Like just not not a healthy relationship. Yeah. I I now know. Right. Yeah. I now know. Now know. But anyway, um, we we went and we went and we met up with this guy and she was like, oh, he's going to pay for us to get in. It's going to be great. And I'm like, oh, I'm still not feeling like this is a great idea, but whatever. Let's go. Yeah. So I went and immediately he tried to like pimp me off to one of his friends. He was like, this is so and so. He's going to be like taking care of you all night. Oh, to which I was no. like, that's a hard no. OK. A hard no. <laughs> OK. Um, and then we we're at this club and I, I thankfully I, I ran into some like other people that I knew who were like quality humans and I kind of just went back and forth between like the train wreck situation <laughs> that I had been invited to and then like oh the people gosh. that I was like you're safe help me <laughs> anyway eventually um the people that I d- I knew that I was kind of cozying up to to because I didn't feel safe with the other crew yeah um they were leaving and I didn't know where my friend was turns out she was like doing coke in the bathrooms great time wow Um, and so I didn't know where she was and I was like I don't want to leave like I don't want to leave her I can't get a hold of her even though I would feel so safe like getting in this van and going home with you guys I'm gonna stay because I don't want to leave oh no so she she then left me at the club no no see that that makes me angry I I was pretty like what? I was pretty mad about it. Yeah. Was, anyway, anyway, I ended up going to this stranger's house and it was, oh, it was not good. No. It was not good. It was not good. So I like in the morning and this is the point where like my husband and I were on a break. We weren't together. We weren't married at this point. I was not married at 19. <laughs> I was. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I want to hear more about that. Yeah. <laughs> or not. No, no. Actually, no. It was awesome. It turned out good. to be a good decision. I'm glad. Who would have thought? I'm glad. Um. um yeah, so I, I like, in the morning at, like, 5 a.m., I, like, because I didn't sleep all night, and I was, like, ah, I'm not safe. Like, roll out of the stranger's bed. I, like, get home. No, I didn't get home. I, like, went to walk to where I used to work. So I used to work at Perks on the waterfront. So I walked to, like, the bus terminal there, and I was, like, sitting on the bus, like, crying. Like, I don't know where to call. I don't know what to do. <sighs> because I was, like, I can't call my parents because they'll be kill mad. me. Yeah. They'll murder me. Yeah. Pastor Daddy would be pretty pissed, right? Uh, except for it's my mom that's like strikes the fear of God in me. Okay, still, okay. Wow. Um, but I, I was sitting on the bus stop. I'm like, who do I call? What do I do? And Jeff and I were on a break at this point, and I was like, Jeff is safe. I'm gonna call Jeff. So I called Jeff, uh-huh. and that was like, it was the thing that kind of brought us back together because it was a great opportunity to like, oh, this is somebody in my life who actually values me and sees me. And will like love me in all of my messiness Um, because we actually met in like the epitome of messiness where I was like one month fresh from open heart surgery, drunk and high at a party. 
man, I was in, that was a very low point in my life. I was in the like, everything is terrible, whatever. Yeah. Let's just make a mess of it. I'm going to go out hard and fast. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we, he took me home and he took care of me and he was like, you need to make some life choices because this is friends don't do this crap. And I was like, maybe you're right. And then I started to change. I had to sit down and go like, well, what, what have I been doing? And what have I been believing that has contributed to all of these choices and all of these scenarios in my life that keep happening? And why am I not listening to myself and my intuition? And why am I not choosing things that 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 complement my value? Because I do have value. And at that point, I was like, I don't know what my value is. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know how much life I have. Right. But this is not serving me in any way. And it's just causing more pain. So what what do I do to shift this? Wow. Okay. So then what happened with this friend? Oh, God, I've never spoken to her again. That was it. I was. Uh, yeah, it was it. I foolishly apologized to her um what did you feel the need you, to apologize for you when you're well no I get right? it I've done the same like I well I mean I didn't get left in a club by my friend who was doing cocaine in the bathroom when I was trying to leave but you mean that doesn't happen to everyone I'm you know I don't think so but I what do I know right so however I've been in situations mm. where I was the one who got like really betrayed or abused mm. or whatever and then come back and been like i'm so sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's no judgment coming from here for you po- apologizing yeah. to her so what ha- so but uh yeah continue so i i think i'm trying again like this is that was way back um i apologized and said like i think it was because i was talking to somebody when she finally decided that she wanted to leave or something and that's why she had left without me. That was her reason. Yeah. I think somebody had just bought me a drink and I felt bad just being like, oh, I'm going to down it and leave. Like, but why? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, so I was like, sorry, I didn't leave when you asked to leave. Like, I don't know what happened, but I didn't get home. This is what happened. Super not cool. Um, not sure where to go from here. And then I think, and again, like we've not really had a conversation about this since but she then went on to like spread a rumor that I had stolen her pot and was like selling her pot out from under her which I was like at this point in my life didn't use cannabis I think I like smoked maybe 10 times in my entire life at this point and so it was just weird but for me I'm like I'm pretty sure that that was she felt guilty and just didn't want to deal with it so she was like let's just make it go away right let's just make you the bad guy so that I can feel better about it, what I did exactly and so I we didn't when that came out I was like well I'm done because this is not serving me this is not helpful and clearly you're not going to take any sort of ownership um over anything and I'm just not interested in continuing this relationship anymore because I, I now I now recognize that I deserve more than that right yeah so yeah and I haven't really spoken to her since she had she had tried to reach out to me um I think it was like maybe five or six years ago now she's like oh we both have kids now and whatever and in the message that I got like there was no the one thing that she said was, oh, I was I was sitting back and thinking the other day, um, if there was ever, ever anyone that I went through a whole lot of stuff with back in like high school days, it was Lindsay. And it almost felt like this. Um, and again, this is obviously filtered through like my stories and my trauma and like my existence. But for right. me, it felt very like, oh, I still feel bad about that thing. But let's like kind of put a blanket over it where it's like, oh, but it's all cool because we were kids. Right. And I was like, no, like if you're, I, again, I think I responded. I was like, great to hear that you're doing well. Um, I'm really happy for you because I am genuinely happy when I find out that people are doing, doing well for themselves and like are, are having great lives. And I was right. like, but honestly, at this point, like I'm, I'm not okay with how, how our relationship went. Yeah. And I am not really interested in continuing a relationship with you right now. Like I wish you well, good for you, but not not having it 
That's so, I feel like that's so healthy. That's such a healthy response because it's like respectful, yeah. you know, like, and, and a genuine gladness for how they're doing. Like mm. you, of course, yeah. Like you do want to see people do well. And then being like, um, but like, I know myself and mm. I know that I'm not ready for this. And mm. like, this is, a, they're just problems that I just see here that aren't okay. So yeah, I'm going to, that's amazing. I have a lot of respect for that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. And thank yes. you for sharing yeah. it with me. Holy crap. Yeah, it was, it was really weird, though, because I think it was like a year maybe after that. I was We were driving somewhere, and I saw her on the corner. I had like a full-on like panic attack. I was like, oh, no, no, no. oh my And gosh. it was one of those like, oh, I thought I was over this. I guess I'm not. <laughs> I should probably do some healing work on this. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so then I want to go back to what you said about your father. <laughs> Minister, minister, yeah, he was daddy. A minister. He was a minister for so much of my life. He was also a serial entrepreneur, though, which is really interesting. Okay. All right. So, first of all, when did each thing happen? Ha! Huh, and is he currently a minister? No. So he's a real estate agent now. <laughs> I mean, cool. Okay. That. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not going to say anything. You go. That's fair. Uh, so in my lifetime, he has, um, actually even before me, he's been a teacher. Okay. He's owned a tanning salon briefly. So he had a tanning spot. He has, I think had a jewelry store. Yeah. He's had a jewelry store. He has had, and then he did the, um, minister life for a while. He was technically a church planter. Do you know what that is? Oh yeah, yeah. So you go in and you you start the party. You start it going. Start the party, right? Um, Turn that water into wine. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. We started at um, Dalhousie, in um, like one of their little pubs that they have on campus. So that's where our church started in a bar. Which I was like, oh, our church is in a bar. It's so cool. It's a very cool church. Yeah. How, how old were you when that happened? Um, I want to say I was maybe like. Between 12 and 14, somewhere. So somewhere they didn't check there. your ID before going to church. Well, it was in the middle of the day, so. I guess that's fine. All right, cool. Didn't matter. <laughs> okay. Uh, we weren't drinking at the pub while, <laughs> while going to church. I mm. kind of wish we were, because that would be really interesting. Right? Uh, be like, be go in. That actually, I, I would. I'll Mark, write it down. <laughs> 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 this is what we're doing now. <laughs> Church of Optimistically Depressed. <laughs> Come in, grab your drink of choice. Oh, yes. Slam it back and let's hear about Jesus. I would I would go to that church. I, yeah, I, I would too. It. I would be there. I would be here for it. Um, yeah, so he did the, he started a church called the Agora and it was like this cool church for a really long time. It was yeah. like where a lot of um, students in the city would go and we he did that for a really, really long time. And then he also had a bike business. <laughs> he started a bike business called cult bikes. Just like dad, what, <laughs> what are we trying to be edgy? Like what's happening here? I don't really understand. That's um, amazing. Yeah. So he started a okay. business called cult bikes. All right. Uh, closed, closed the church down. Okay. Uh, I think I, th- I want to say it was like around for at least a decade. Oh, okay. Um, and then closed it down and yeah. And now he, he went back to school for real estate at like 60. Whoa. Yeah, so he's now a real estate agent, which is really cool. So that's why I'm like, I, people are like, you do so many things. I'm like, well, have you met my dad? Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this kind of in the family. Yeah. No. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. He's not settling. He's, you know, did I say he was a teacher? Yeah. I said that. Yeah. Teacher. What did he teach? I don't remember. That's yeah, fine. I was, this was before my time. Okay. So like when he, he also built our house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's a man of many talents. Seriously. He's, yeah. So they, there was like a group of them and they, they built, um, these super cute little townhouses that my parents still live in now. I really yeah. love that. My parents built the house that we lived in, like when we were kids Aww. and I, it always made me be like, I want to build my house when I grow up. But do we really? 
I I don't want to. I, I want somebody else to build too. it for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Although actually, I kind of I actually kind of like the carpentry stuff. Like my brother is really handy, and cool. so when he used to live here, we used to do projects on the house, and so like we, you know, just like like little things, like we retiled the kitchen, so we smashed all the tiles out and took them all out, and then put new tiles in, and cool. did like he he basically made a clothes hook like nice little setup with the shelf and everything in our entrance for the entryway and I helped him like I helped him a little bit with that and I just like, awesome. I like that kind of stuff I do see it's funny I like the idea of that stuff yeah I don't actually like doing it you don't actually like doing I, it no yeah I'm not the DIY mom Mm-mm. no I mean, you know it's funny because I'm not I'm not either but I think that if I had the time I might actually enjoy it quite a bit because whenever see? I've done projects around the house like house projects I'm not yeah. really into crafting and that kind of thing <laughs> forget crafting i hate it with everything that's in me it's not for me yeah um but when it comes to like yeah projects around the house i i like to do that um yeah nice nice i don't know i'm slow i'm not especially efficient at it but i enjoy it and i do it so it's good it's fair i uh took us a year and a half to hang blinds so i'm definitely not that person (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm yeah (laughs) Also, we still have garbage bags up for uh, in lieu of curtains for our four-year-old's room. Oh, see, that you're speaking to my soul right now. I love that. I tried hanging curtains back up in our dining room, and um, they fell down again, and they're just not up. That's no, fair. That's done. That's totally fair. Because part of it is like, I, you know, I got to be taught. Right. I don't know these. It's, my brother didn't teach me how to hang curtains. And this is the thing. It's funny. I say that I don't like doing stuff, but I actually am pretty handy and I do like getting stuff done. I like small projects, but for me, I have to be able to finish when I've started. Like I've, I, okay. Kids, oh, that's good. Kids go away. People yeah. People leave me alone. Yeah. Like, let's get let's it Let's do done. it. Yeah. Otherwise, I know. Yeah. <sighs> I know. And then you just get driven insane. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. We're currently, so hey we're in our new studio uh brand new views new studio it's pretty cool and we're in the middle of painting it and i'm looking at it and i'm just kind of like we've got to make this happen it's driving me crazy (laughs) but we just started yesterday it's fine uh well then we've only got so much time it's looking great for just yesterday thanks smelling great too right that's amazing i'm (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing mark picked out the candle that's here i like the candle i like it too i don't what i don't know what the scent is but oh you're gonna burn yourself if you're that was very that was so close i almost just spilled candle wax all over myself i used to play with candle wax (gasps) same yeah you dip your finger in it yes or i would like pour it on my body because that's something that you do that just took such a turn (laughs) did it though do we know what my podcast is yeah no i didn't you mean you're not into candle play ruth uh no uh but uh, sounds like I'm you might be thinking maybe i will be yeah you can get okay but i then this is funny i'm speaking about this like i do this on a regular basis but i don't okay you can actually buy like specialty candles for candle play that melt at a lower uh, burning point. okay that would be nice then yeah, so it's not like burning the crap out of you but when right. i was when i was a kid i used to like dip my finger on the wax and then peel it off yeah and then do it again yeah and peel it off and see like how thick i can make the layer yes yeah and if I had different colored candles, I would like. Yes, di- you'd layer it. And yeah. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. And then I would also like, again, I had weird things. Um, <laughs> I would also like drip it on my skin and see what it felt like. And I would do like different heights to change the temperature of like the wax hitting my skin. Oh, that's actually like, so you're, you're yeah. very, you like to experiment. I do. <laughs> did it splash a lot when you, when you did it from higher up? Uh, a little bit, but not, not. Not much. And I would like, I didn't care if there was like wax all over my bedding. Who cares about that? It's like 14. I don't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. My mom will wash it. Mom will wash it. It's fine. I don't think wax comes out of things. I don't care. It's fine. You can't actually. <laughs> that's not okay, true. Cool. You can use an iron. Oh, so yeah. Iron and wax paper. And oh, that's you, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I heard about that. I got rid of my iron a long time ago. I don't do that. Really? We just bought one. Really? I don't. I don't. I don't have time for it. I don't mm-hmm. care. The clothes will unwrinkle itself on my skin. This is also my approach. The only reason we have one is because my husband works in a corporate job. And oh, okay. He's, yeah. 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 He's yeah. got to get his shit he's together. He's got to make it look like he's got it together. Right. So people will give him all of the money. That's right. right. Iron shirts do make money. They do. Yeah. Also, wrinkled shirts can make money, too, if you're like a It's meant to be podcaster. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. In, <Sweat> in, <laughs> Yeah, 
I was like, my my shirt is also very wrinkly. I've got I wouldn't even fur see, on it. I, yeah, I don't even notice. I don't either. Yeah. It, yeah. My mom. I, yeah, go. I only notice, again, if it's like, if you're wearing a nice suit and it's wrinkled to yeah. hell. I'm yeah. Then notice. you're like, okay, that's not how that's supposed to be. But everything else, it's it just like, yeah. I don't know. I know. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I would never. I would never. My mom was visiting and she's like, where's your iron? Like, I'm going to iron these things. And I was just like, what? Like straightening Why would iron? You iron that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you want to do your hair? I don't really understand what you're talking about right now. It was so confusing and weird. And it resulted in a lot of passive aggressive comments, which was hilarious. I love you, mom. She doesn't listen to this. And my mom is also big on the passive aggressive. Yeah. Digs. <laughs> and sometimes not very passive aggressive. Sometimes very direct digs. Too. <laughs> oh, that's fun. It's about, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's not fun. No, it's not fun. Yeah. Although, I mean, I have to say our relationship compared to what it was is like night and day difference. It's, Amazing. It's a lot better. Oh, good. Boundaries are very important. As it turns out. Yeah. I have a hard time with boundaries with close people because I'm just kind of mm. like, well, I love you. So obviously no boundaries. I see. I am really good. I think my this is one of the things that's been really great with um, my mom and I. And I mean, especially like with... With my dad having been a minister and what I do now, yeah. which is very uh, yeah. So and how does that in their sphere? Yeah, how does that work? Is that what we were gonna ask? Yeah, but you answer that or say what you were saying before, and then we'll go to that. Well, question. essentially, it's gonna answer the question for you. Perfect. Uh, boundaries is how it works. Okay, right. So it's I mean, as much as I would love to be able to share everything that I'm doing explicitly with my parents, uh, I recognize that we have different values and different belief systems and. Why would I share something with them if I know it's going to trigger them? Right? Like, yeah, I, okay. it's not worth it for me. And so I just keep details very, very limited in what we do. And, and we kind of just talk about the podcast as the podcast. And it's not, it's not a topic of conversation that comes up a lot. So I usually will only inform them if there's something big that happens. Like when we did the show together for Pop Explosion and yeah. when um, like we have a new show coming up. and I saw that too. It's very exciting. That is so cool. March 6th. I'm really pumped about it. Amazing. Um, yeah. So I like, I'll tell them details like that. And like when we won the pitch competition, I told them about that, but I'm not like today we talked about sex toys and <laughs> putting things in your bum. <laughs> 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 okay that's yeah that's, that's <laughs> just keep that exactly in your back pocket wah, wah. yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> mark i said i don't want sound effects <laughs> that's amazing If you leave that sound effect in, I want to make sure that I, you all, you have to also leave in the part in. where I say that I don't want sound oh my effects. God. But it was so well, it was so, so <laughs> perfectly placed and timed. Damn it. My face now hurts from smiling. Oh, look at that. Mark made your face hurt. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> that's actually amazing. That's so good. So good. But yeah, about, like boundaries are really, boundaries are really important. And I mean, especially as somebody who could be <laughs> dubbed like a <laughs> hashtag oversharer, uh, it's hard. Like it's, it's definitely hard to not be able to share that part of me. And sometimes it feels like, oh, like I have to hide part of who I am from the people that I love, which is a little, little shitty, a little shitty. Yeah. But again... I would rather have a cohesive, um, loving relationship with them than having like a meltdown every single time. Yes. Yeah. That's something that I, like, I feel like you and I are quite similar with that kind of stuff. Cause I feel like I should be able to share all these things with mm. the people that I love, but no, I, yeah. like it's just having respect for what other people are okay with and what they're not okay yeah. with. And Different strokes for different folks. Right? <laughs> different stripes for different types. Yes! <laughs> I have some friends that I'm close with who have been practicing boundaries with me. Mm. And it's been really good for our relationship. That's awesome. Yeah. It's sometimes it's it's often really hard and awkward in the beginning. Yeah. And also the other thing that I've I um especially with 
especially have had to implement with like my mom and with um, the in-law situation, like especially when it comes to the kids and like what we're okay with being talked about when the kids are around versus not. Right. Um, boundaries often have to have consequences or nobody's going to follow through on the boundary. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's, we, for a while we had to do that. Like anytime, um, anytime my mom would like start chewing in on me, yeah. we would just get up and leave. We'd just leave. We're like, nope, we're not going to stay here for that. Bye. That is so amazing. And it's, what's great though, is like, if you follow through on the consequence like they start to recognize oh you're not you're no longer going to put up with this behavior anymore yeah and if I love you and I value and I want you in my space I have to shift accordingly so that I can spend time with you and I can spend time with your kids and all of that stuff and it's it it happens a lot quicker if you're pretty firm on like boundary this is what happens if it's crossed yeah I that like that would be so difficult and I have so much respect for mm. the fact that you do that yeah yeah but now we have like a pretty pretty amicable relationship where we didn't for a very very long time mm-hmm. it's difficult when the dynamics of your relationship like with your parents like when they do start to shift when you start to be like like when you start to just realize that you're not okay with everything that they do mm-hmm. and you're not okay with all the ways that they treat you. Mm. And then you have to like try to all of a sudden take the reins and be like, no, no, like don't, don't do that. And mm. yeah, I'm serious. Yeah. Cause it's so scary. And for me, like I have such a fear of like, well now I'm going to lose love. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's yeah. But, but then on the other side, I'm like, is this actually love that I'm receiving right now I know it's like well what am I getting right now yeah yeah, yeah. and it, but it's hard it is so hard um and it feels very isolating when you're starting to implement boundaries initially mm-hmm. and um the other thing that um oh, what did you say I had some piece of genius that I was going to add on to it and now I think it's gone out of my brain sorry it's okay don't apologize I'm just like, where did you go? See, I'm, doing the, I'm doing the thing that we were just talking about before where when you apologize you when it's not necessary right it's fine oh my god everybody does that though it is Especially. something that I'm actively like working on removing though yeah and thanking people instead of apologizing so thank. like okay. if you're late yes I'm sorry I'm late goes to thank you for being so patient or thank you for waiting for me Oh, I like that. It's great. I'm going to be working on that. Yeah, it's a really great one. Yeah, because then all of a sudden it keeps you like it's respectful still, but it still kind of keeps you in charge of the situation. Exactly. Or like, thanks for thanks for your understanding. If you have like a a misunderstanding or something or a disagreement, like, I'm so sorry I upset you. Or yeah, my brain is now running out of. No, that's good. Tangible options. It's because you, you got you got you covered it. Yeah. So your brain's like, no, I, you don't it's need like, any we more. Did, of this. We're good. Check mark. We did that. Yeah, we, we did, did it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's a great. It's a great little swap. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah Especially if I like. Um, and this is so stereotypical of me to say, but like, especially as Canadians, we say sorry. I was gonna. A lot. I was gonna bring up the Canadian thing. So we yeah. say sorry a lot. We do like excessively. We are excessive sorriers. Yeah, especially, again, stereotyping mm. um, and generalizing. Uh, I find women are big for, big for saying sorry for everything. Sorry for existing. Like, yeah, I'm so sorry to inconvenience inconvenience right. you with my having an opinion on something. And right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was actually thinking about that last night because so we our washer and dryer broke oh, recently. No. Yep. So then Sean went out and got it and got a new one, new ones yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so when I got home, I started doing laundry and then Sean just took over mm. and he usually does laundry. I'm not. That's nice. I hate, yeah. I, it's great. I hate laundry so much. It's not my favorite. No. And anyway, so I was thinking like, um, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to thank, like, thank you so much. And like, I should have been doing that and mm-hmm. whatever. And then all of a sudden it was kind of like, no, like we're both working really hard yeah. at a whole bunch of things. And he was, he's carrying his part. And I know that that's how he thinks about it, mm. but I, it's something that I just kind of am like, well, I should be taking care of all this stuff. And there was another thing, this is like small, but like, so we have a 
small dog. His name is Picard. Mm. Yeah. Cute. And I know he's the best. And usually he sleeps on my side. So I'm like sleeping with my legs around him and trying. Aww. Right. And I'm just used to it. It's great. I love it. Last night. I'm um, just like throat gurgling like crazy. <laughs> it's going to sound so great. Perfect. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome to all of those ears out there. <laughs> can do it one more time <laughs> yeah. there you go sorry sorry thank you for letting me interrupt with my awkward throat Perfect. gurgling you're welcome awesome continue so picard last night was on sean's side of the bed so sean had his legs awkwardly around picard and then i was actually laying with my legs like across sean's legs too and and then i was just like oh my goodness what am i doing i'm being so intrusive and so i was like moving my legs away and then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, this is how things are for me all the time. <laughs> Picard is always laying between my legs and then Sean is shoving his feet right in <laughs> and I'm always overlapping him when I'm trying to just lay on my side of the bed. And so it was kind of like, he doesn't apologize for that. I'm not going to apologize or feel bad for this. Yeah. Like it's all coming around. Oh my and I now, and I now have all this space on my side of the bed and I'm going to take some of your space I too. I love it. Just like own, not apologize. Own your space. <laughs> own my own space it. and your space. It's acceptable. Yeah, it's fine. It's a give and take relationship. Exactly. Right? And he wasn't complaining. Great. I'd be like, yay, snuggles. Right? Snuggles are great. Snuggles are my favorite. <laughs> Except for when I actually want to sleep and then I'm like, please don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I get too. Yeah, I'm like, you're breathing in my ear. Get off. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I can't, I can't have any, <laughs> I can't have anyone breathing on me if no. i'm laying on my side facing sean and then he turns around and faces me and like kind of puts his hand on oh, me i'm just no. like get out of my face i turn around i'm just like i can't don't yeah, no. just leave me alone i'm trying to sleep now we, we definitely do like the big spoon little spoon situation until yeah. it's bedtime and then i'm like and then, okay tuck and roll bud <laughs> <laughs> apparently Sean has said that in the night, if I'm sleeping and he tries to snuggle with me at all, I will grab his hand and like aggressively throw it back at him in my sleep. You're just setting your boundary, clear boundary there. In my sleep, I am so good at setting boundaries. Do not touch me. Although once I conscious Ruth has got it down, got it down. Although I once had a sleepover with my sister-in-law and she said she woke up in the night to me playing with her head <laughs> in my sleep so oh my god i yeah I, I am very aggressive and everywhere in that's my sleep awesome. that's i like me a little aggression aggression is great <laughs> it's entertaining as hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> that's fun yeah okay well i think that that's good i think that's good that's a wrap that's, good. that's a wrap it's a wrap you got that's enough of my nonsense yeah <laughs> But I do feel like we have so like I feel like we've just covered the surface right? and there are so many things that we could just oh like my God, so many things. Yeah. I feel like we could talk for a thousand hours. I do believe that a is true. Thousand hours. <laughs> One thousand. One thousand. Yeah. No more, no less. No. Yeah. Once Mark, once we hit that 1000 point, <laughs> cut, cut it cut off. It. This is it. Cut it off. Shut it down. Yeah. And throw the table just because that'd be funny. <gasps> <laughs> I feel like of the three of us, I would be the one to throw the table. Yes, you would like be. I'm the yeah. That's, you that's would be. That's your role. Me. Yeah, I like that. <gasps> yeah. You're just like that's enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're done here. Yeah, I'm like okay, move these first, <laughs> then because I value equipment. That's, so, that's yeah, nice. Right? That's like, very nice. I know how much these things cost. <laughs> so people can be safe around your aggression. Yeah. Get get it out. Yeah. But don't be taking it out on me. Here's a pillow. Here's your bed. Kick things like throw stuffies get your feelings out but don't you send that at me right yeah. that's really smart it's great yeah i, I also use that technique if I'm i love like, the pillow scream if i'm having a really stressful mom and day mm -hmm. i will definitely duck into my room or if like our, our cat just passed away like oh. last week oh. which sucks I'm so sorry. I've, I've been having a lot of like big feelings and i've definitely like got into my room a few times in the last week and just like cried aggressively into a pillow or like yeah. screamed into my pillow and it's yeah. like feels so much better to like release yeah and actually like fully embody an emotion versus 
I'm going to try and save this for later. Yes. That's not helpful. No, it's not helpful. It's something that I do when I'm working on sorting it all out. Because mm. <clears throat> I feel emotions in a very big way. Same. Yeah. Same. So I keep it like, so then I basically just shut down. Yep. And then I'm like, because I'm going to get into that later. But then it just mm-hmm. gets just. I also can't function when I start to shut down. Me neither. Like I, That's what started to happen to me this morning. Yeah. Because everything was just overwhelming. And I was like, I have like eight things I have to do right now. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do that. It's like when you have a thousand pop-ups open on oh like your operating system and you just start like aggressively closing windows <laughs> and you somehow accidentally like close the operating system itself. And you're like, ah, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm doing anymore, but I'm just going to keep like trying to move forward. And yeah. then I lose like the ability to form proper sentences yeah. or like function as a contributing member of society. Yeah. yeah. It's not cute. It's it's not cute. No, I, yeah, yeah. I was, I, there was a couple, there were a couple points this morning where I caught myself standing in my bedroom being like, do what? Like, what am I? And then having to just be like, Ruth, just think about the next thing you have to do. Just do that. Yeah. Those are, those are good moments for me where I'm kind of like, okay, feel your feet. Take a breath. Feel your feet. Know where you are. Mm hmm. Oh, okay. And then, okay, what's next? Okay. Ooh, so, I like that. Right? I'm going to be doing that today because I yeah, have a few it. things to do today. Try it. Yeah. Okay. Try it out. Let me know. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, my God. Thank you. This is super fun. This was, like, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. And everybody listening, check out Lindsay's podcast that she co-hosts, yeah. Momgasm. Momgasm podcast. They talk about important stuff. We do. And it's like... As much fun and laughter and shenanigans as we have, like all of the laughter and shenanigans are there to make the conversations easier for people. Yes. Sex is one of those things that like carries so much shame and our goal is to like release that shame. And like, yeah, that's so important. I love it. Mm. I love it. I have so much respect for what you're doing. And I, every time I see like your stuff coming up on Instagram and stuff, I love the way that you use fruit. Yeah. Yeah. So all those juicy, vibrant colors and exactly oh, yeah. love it. It's pretty fun. It's yeah, pretty, it's pretty fun. And we've got like some really big, exciting things coming in the new year, which mm-hmm. is going to be wild. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Enough said. Wild. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure I also could have been like a voiceover person at some point in my life. I think, right? you know what? It, there's still time. I know. I know. I'm like podcasting close enough. Yeah. Close enough. That's good. <laughs> you, maybe we could record. Mark, can we record that and add that to our sound effects? Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. I'll just be like a permanent. Uh, I will just make sound effects boards for yes! people. That would be really fun. I want the wild one. Wild. <laughs> I would let that sound effect yes. in it on my podcast. <laughs> Just like, that's wild. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Here all week. <laughs> Great. Okay. I'm taking a bit. I'm, you, until we get that on our board, I'm going to have you sit Great. in with a third mic on Perfect. all of my podcasts. Perfect. Oh my God. That would be friggin' hilarious. <laughs> or just like, if you do another live show, I'll just, I'll just like just- pop myself up. I'll be in the corner like, oh, that's wild. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. We got that sorted out. That was and uh, that was amazing. Everybody check out so what's good. going on. So Momgasm. Good. And thanks for listening. I love all of you. And we'll be talking to you again soon.